This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello. You can hear us echoing in Port Cullis House in a secret corridor. Uh, this is Andrew Harrison uh, with another second emergency Romaniacs podcast of the weekend. I'm here with the heroic Naomi Smith, who's been organising today's march. How are you doing, Naomi? Yeah, elated and very relieved. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, how, how, are your, uh, how are your levels of energy and serotonin and things. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be as alert and as awake and as buzzing as I am, given how little sleep I've had for the last three years. However, um, just the, the sheer relief waves washing over my body are keeping me very, very much awake, and I really need a drink. It's so we're going like, to record this really quickly, in right? And we're right, going to yeah, go yeah. for a drink. Is it just like throwing a party, basically, where you just like, oh, thank God people came? Yeah, exactly that. that. <laughs> thank God one and a half million people came to my party. <laughs> All right. Also with us, you heard him then, it's Ian Dunt uh, of politics.co.uk, who spent the entire day sitting on a tiny bench in Parliament watching what the hell's going on. And I, I was trying to keep up with it by your tweets, but of course there's no reception on the march. Right. So you get one tweet and then three quarters of an hour later you get another half a tweet. I'm not on a bench. You do know that I'm not an MP, right? So I'm I'm not just sat, I love this idea. I'm just sat there in the middle yet, of the wall. Yet, yet, listeners. Not an MP, yet. I so think so never. Well, how's, what's your take on the day, Ian? Um, I think we've probably had very different days, so I'm quite intrigued to talk to you guys about how yours was. Um, okay, so we staved off defeat today. Today could have been the most, I mean, that march could have been the most depressing march of your life, you know what I mean? Like, that could have been disaster. And we've staved it off there. Things are not looking great for us, but we are in a situation where we can put up a fight now. So our back's up against the wall, but the battleground is changing slightly slightly mix my metaphors and it is game on but it's game on when let's face it like it's yeah. a difficult situation that we're in right now yeah. so just just to rewind then uh, let's look at parliament first and uh, the key thing i was i was at the sound system in the middle of the march and <laughs> in the middle of ed chemical or somebody the mc goes great news boris johnson has been defeated and everybody mm. went berserk imagining that's the end of it done we could all party on that mm. obviously that was the letwin amendment yeah yeah Hey, Nomi, how tight was the Letman Amendment before we explain exactly what happened? I think it's like number... 16. 16, 16 votes, right, yeah. it was 16, and um, So... Which means, sorry, which means eight MPs. Right, is yeah, the, yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what... Look, the numbers weren't looking good yesterday at all, and they weren't looking good for... for they were looking good for Letwin last night, and then this morning the rumours were starting to circle around that Letwin's not going to go through, um, and all the eyes were on the DUP, and the DUP uh, were hinting... They were keeping us all, you know, dangling. They were hinting that they were going to vote for Letwin, and as soon as that sort of big hint got dropped... Some of them got yanked out of the chamber by Johnson's PPSs. And at that moment, I thought we were done for because they were going to be given a massive bung and everyone's got a price. And maybe that was, you know, mm. Johnson finding what the DUP's price was. But no, they, you know, stuck 
to their unionist principles <laughs> um, and dug in and, and they, they did vote for um, the Letwin Amendment. So then what happened was, and Ian will be able to explain this in far more detail than me, but then the government decides not to put up its tellers for the substantive motion. So the motion effectively gets nodded through. Um, and if you remember, that's what happened with the Kinnock Amendment mm. um, a few weeks ago, where because they didn't, the, the government didn't put up tellers, so that automatically went through. So this has now automatically gone through. Um, so the, the 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 deal with the Letwin Amendment attached to it, which is basically saying we won't pass your deal until all the relevant legislation has also been passed, has now gone through. Now I see that Mark is trying to argue, and this is a. I'm, you know, warning, listeners warning, this is me trying to read and understand tweets, <laughs> that Mark uh, is, is saying He's going to try and bring the bill back on Monday. But apart from that, he's trying to say that the Ban Act is now lo- no longer in force? No, no. that's he's not true. Not, he's, he's trying something else. So he's basically going, look, we're going to go back to the meaningful votes under the EU Withdrawal Act. And basically what he said was, we're just going to fucking try again. Like, we don't really yeah. give a shit what you yeah. just said. We're just going to try this again mm-hmm. and we're going to do it on Monday. Which, so he's going to clearly put forward like an emergency business statement, basically saying all the normal debates are off. We're not going to talk about the Queen's speech. We're going to put forward... Um, Basically, we're just going to try and have another vote on the deal, ignoring you completely. Now, that shouldn't be possible. We have rules. I mean, the governments don't get to just put forward the same shit over and over again. The government, I think, will suggest that there's been a material change in the circumstances. Because basically, because the letter has been sent on the Ben Amendment... Well, it hasn't yet. Well, it hasn't yet, but it would have been by Monday afternoon. Then, on that basis, stuff would have changed so they get to to just do Mm -hmm. the vote again. I don't think they'll succeed with that. Um, Oliver Letwin immediately spotted this, and in Mm. two sort of, like, fucking, like... He pulled the arrow, but you know that like lawyers' arguments yeah. where you're like, oh, that one went right at the fucking weak spot right there, <laughs> and so we fired it off. We're just like, look, that was already in. I remember that was already catered for within the Ben because, mm-hmm. of course, in the mm-hmm. Ben Act, you can still cancel it whenever you want, even yep. after the exemption's yep. gone. So on that basis. I mean, the way that Burko responded to him, I don't think he could have been much clearer of, like, Burko will spend tomorrow and Monday morning trying to find a way of shitting on this thing and yeah. stopping the government from doing it. Yeah, it's all about the speaker now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, all eyes are on John Burko for Monday, whether he will allow, effectively, MPs to debate the same thing again, which precedent says no, and precedent with John Burko's um, reading of things would suggest no. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. What I will challenge, though, is, is whether or not we're going to really see um, the executive to put that, that Article 50 extension letter in or not. Um, as mm. On my way here, lots and lots of rumours from the MPs coming through on WhatsApp saying they're hearing that they're not going to do it. Um, uh, it's vital. Regardless of what happened today, we need that extension letter to go in because uh, even even if the deal had gone through today, there just isn't sufficient parliamentary time to pass everything we need to before the 31st of October. Can we do a bit more on that? Because I, I think that is a danger. But, then there's, but I, I suspect that he will send it. Okay, but even if he doesn't, the courts will force him yeah, to send it. Yeah. The, the thing he's clearly trying to do is that he's going to go to the EU guys and go, just, if you don't mind, just don't say anything. Yeah. Don't say anything until ideally fucking, you know, late, late October. Keep on star- scaring my guys because yeah. right now the EU and Boris Johnson are aligned. Yeah. They both want the same thing, so they want the deal. So they'll be doing the same thing that they've been doing over the last few days, just trying to scare the shit and make it look like mm-hmm. no deal could happen. So his real tactic will be just trying to mm-hmm. hold up that decision. Mm-hmm. So they, they will eventually do it but for the time being that seems to be the way he's yeah. going to go um, when I was in Brussels uh, last week with the cross party delegation um, I was pretty shocked by what I was hearing back even from our allies in Europe um, they are they, they really have almost given up on us and mm. so my challenge back to them was you mustn't 
I only have two parliaments. My Scottish and Welsh uh, colleagues with me today have three. I've got two, and one of them's letting me down, and I cannot have you, my other one. My EU parliament mm. cannot let me down. This country is now majority Remain. We have had 74 out of 75 polls done in 2019 alone show a very clear lead for Remain. You cannot throw us to the Johnson Wolves, this minority regime that can barely get a thing through Parliament, uh, who want this, this, this awful deal to go through. Please, 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 you know, look after us, give us the time we need, be patient. I know that Britain doesn't have much of a right to ask for any more patience uh, from you at the moment, but please do so. I agree with you, Ian. They do want the deal. They are, they are very, very, very fed up with us. That said... I mean, and I think a lot of I think a lot of why is is down to Labour and Labour's fault at not having given them enough smoke signals that they are genuinely opposed to this. And I think if we had a, a you know a very strong Leave Party and the Conservatives with a very strong Remain Party uh, in Labour, then I think e- the EU would have had more pause for thought on this. But mm. as they see it, it's like, oh well, look, the two big parties are both pretty Leavey. We better give you a deal, and and that's probably it. I think today stemming the number of Labour rebellions um, was was a very important thing to to send that. Mm signal back to Europe of things are changing we are changing things in Parliament we are we are seizing control back from them so Ian you said that uh, our backs are a bit against the wall give us stepping away from procedure what's the st- strategic position now in terms of the, the, the immediate goal is obviously as long as extensions we can possibly get ideally to enable another vote where does where we are now leave that goal we're going to have to win yeah, a lot of things to, to get through this so first of all at some point I think the, the legislation is going to have to be published I don't think he's going to be able to get away with this thing of just doing it as a motion yeah. so then we're going to go into, into warfare on the legislation trying to find stuff in there that can turn people out turn those purge Tories away from supporting the deal mm. make sure any Labour dealers decide they're not going to do it ideally even peeling off some ERG guys I'm mm. like have you seen a look at this shit right here do you understand what that means so hopefully those gremlins there will help us do it to the point where the deal would be rejected at second reading or even at third but it has to be mm. second I think actually um, and then chaos extension election Hope that there's an election with you know Jeremy Corbyn being the largest party, but not having an overall majority, and so the Lib Dems and the SNP and all of that can be on there forcing him to do it, and then a referendum, and then we win. So I hope everyone's tremendously Yay. relieved by the pattern of events that I've just laid out, because I'm sure it'll be the easiest part. Thank you. Good night, Peter O'Hanrahan. He didn't like it, but he had to go along with it. So, um, what can listeners do between now and Monday to expedite any of these things? Look, the, 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 the key thing you can keep doing is pressuring the MPs. Thank them if your MP voted the right way today. It's really important that they get thanked both on social media and through email. So hey-mp.uk is the best way to do that. You can send the messages uh, through that tool. It's, it's effective. Um, I think particularly um, the, the Labour MPs that were wavering, that we were worried about, you know, being nice to them on social media and thanking them for their bravery and, mm. and for doing the right thing is really, really important. They need some love right now. Let's talk about out there with the people <laughs> who were backstage with the grandees and so on. How is it, how's it today in the boiling engine room of today's march? Well, I mean, it, obviously it was a bit panicky because we didn't know necessarily what time votes were going to be and how, the, how many votes there were going to be, how many amendments were going to get voted on, and therefore what time our speakers would be able to come out of the House to actually speak. Um, but... Yeah, a big, big, big sigh of relief um, uh, when 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 the let when um, amendment was won, um, and it's been fantastic. And the crowds are just 
enormous, bigger than than even we'd hoped. We knew that it would be the biggest because we knew we were laying on more coaches than any other march before, so that was fantastic. Um, our letter to Donald Tusk, signed by the people, even if uh, Boris Johnson doesn't want to sign it, it's just absolutely, there's not space to add any more signatures on it, so we might pop it on a, on a van to Brussels tonight and deliver it to Donald Tusk ourselves. How many, <laughs> how many people do we think? A press, the press release has said one and a half million. One and a half million? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. biggest biggest march in history. Did it feel that way? Yeah, it was I mean, pretty busy. We were, we were up on uh, Curzon Street and Park Lane, meeting the Romaniacs people. And hello to the Romaniacs people who, who came out. It was great to see you. And thanks for marching with the banner. Wherever the banner is now, I don't know, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's died in battle and it, and it's, it went out the way it wanted to go out. Um, <laughs> it was really fun. What the fuck happened to the banner? We lost it. We gave it to, we, you know, we oh, saw, I saw disappeared right. into the crowd. So you used uh, it for barricades. Listeners took it away and they marched with it and it looked like a kind of French Revolution oil painting with no people holding a banner aloft. It was really inspiring and exciting. So... That was fantastic. It felt really, really busy. It felt really, really busy. Um, I had been expecting, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, I had slightly expected a funeral procession. Mm. I'd expected us all to be a bit on the downer, mm. and it was not like that at all. It was extremely defiant, mm. extremely up. Maybe a little bit of element of, well, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down in a blaze of yeah, glory, perhaps yeah. the Saturday. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the reaction to the news as it filtered out was fantastic, and people's spirits were fantastic. I've never been at a rave before where the MC has said, massive shout-out to Oliver Letwin. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 the rave van, which co-organised by our friends at Soho Radio, the Triple uh, the, the R rave wagon ended up in Trafalgar Square. I think it's, it's just as a recording that it just been cleared out by the police. Aww. Yeah, like, cleared out by the man. <laughs> Get um, so I think it seems to. I mean, we did an emergency podcast on Friday, and we did our best to keep it up, didn't mm. we? Okay. And some people found it a bit of a downer. But maybe this one is a bit less of a downer. But you can't. I mean, the thing is, you can't fuck around. We're not. You know, we're not yeah. propagandists. We're. Yeah. You know, so our thing is basically like this. This is. These are my this feelings. These are our chances. Mm. And every moment you've got to be realistic. And it's not. Like, I, I, it was nice for me. It felt fucking great for me just to see those crowds outside of my office yeah. window outside of Parliament today, let alone being on that march. I can imagine the euphoria. And then you get that sense of relief just by having a vote come in that mm. works for you, that holds things up. But let's not fucking, you know, we are still in the shit. Yeah. You know, we are. And like, but then we always But we're been, also right? still like, in the EU. We are, exactly. Yeah. And, and Remain has been in this position be. forever. Yeah. Like, from the day of the fucking vote, it was like, you're done. Yeah. You know what? You can yeah. just shut the fuck up. And if you yeah. say anything against this stuff, yeah. you hate your country, you hate the people. Well, this is it, but, I, but I think in the last week, we have really proven that it's Remainers that are the true patriots. It's Remainers who are the true Brits. We are the ones that have been standing up for Northern Ireland, for Scotland, for Wales. I mean, look at what an Irish sea border does to um, Holyhead. I mean, that is the seg- second biggest uh, port after Dover nothing, nothing has been done to prepare for them mm. for an Irish border. You know, so, you know, that's why we took Liz Savile-Roberts with us to the EU, because it was so important for the Welsh to, to make that case to the EU mm. as well. Um, and, and I think we're, 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 we're bringing it back. There were so many Union Jacks on the march today. It wasn't just your standard EU flag brigade everywhere. Everyone had got that message. That, you know, we are the patriots. We are the ones that want what is best for Britain. I didn't see 
all of the speeches. In fact, I saw a tiny, tiny bit, but I did see a friend of the show, Aisha Hazarika. Yeah, comparing the, as well. Comparing and uh, with a fantastic line. Who would have thought it? Boris Johnson caught between the devil and the DUP. You were much closer to me than, uh, than, you, than you, a lot closer Yeah, than right, right at the front, yeah. Who were your uh, star performers? I mean, come on, Heseltine is an absolute class act. And he, mm-hmm. he, was, he was closing today and he was almost you know, bringing people to tears. Absolutely phenomenal. But I think Liz Savile Roberts, I mean, she, she is one phenomenal communicator. Um, absolutely brilliant. Um, we need to get her on the show, then, don't we? We do. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll get her on the show, no problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, and we're doing Welsh. Yeah, good <laughs> idea. Um, and um, uh, a Khan. Yeah, mm. first time he sort of spoken properly at one of these big matches. And yeah, was I great. was I was surprised to be rather kind of electrified by John McDonnell because I had my scepticisms. But that was a proper speech, yeah. genuinely kind of really perked you up and yeah. you know mm-hmm. prickled the hairs on your forearms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have when you have the the angry left on your side, it's for a change. It's quite good fun. Angry yeah. left do make great speeches. They do. Like I mean, if you're going to well, set up speeches, you would go speeches. for him. They make very loud speeches. But definitely. you would ultimately go with him rather than like you know. Like I obviously love Dominic Grieve with all my you know weak centrist liberal <laughs> heart, but like he's not he's not going to rally that you know. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wrapping it up, a much better day than we were expecting. Yeah, I feel great. I've got to go and get drunk tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do that every night. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) A lot of nights. I live a a quiet life, as strangers to champagne. Um, Well. We, I hope, have managed to do rather a more cheering emergency podcast than the last one. Um, if you were marching, well done. It was amazing and thrilling, and we, I was proud to be a tiny part of it. Proud to be a pixel, because that's what we all are. We're all <laughs> pixels on the gigantic photograph from above. What's the next turn point? What's the next hurdle Monday Monday, Monday yeah 2.30 yeah, Monday yeah 2.30 Monday so get some sleep on so just Sunday just en- enjoy Sunday like, yeah, I, I really can't off, stress guys. that enough yeah. Yeah. enjoy Sunday because it never ends but the good news is <laughs> it never ends it's never going to stop thank you Romaniacs thank we'll see you, you soon bye 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 bye